third episode of Airtime, the Live Art Society's podcast. We've got another couple of special guests today, uh, Abby and Amy. We're very excited to have them. Um, would you guys like to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Abby. I'm the secretary for Live Art. Uh, hi, I'm Amy. I'm the press and publicity officer for Live Art. Welcome. Um, so, yeah, just um, if you'd like to give you know a little bit about what you do for Live Art, um, shows you've been involved with, you know, what you've what you've been up to this past week? Okay, um, well, as secretary, I'm mainly concerned with in making sure all our admin happens. Um, so that includes checking emails, communicating with all our members, communicating with the guild, um, also involves taking lots of notes, doing all our meetings, making sure everything is followed through. In terms of shows that I've been involved in with live art, I was, hang on, what have I done? That's, that's always the question. That sounds really (laughs) cool. What have I done for live art? (laughs) (laughs) Committed a sin. (laughs) I was involved with Order Up in 2020. Yes, it was 2020. I was stage manager on Emma's wonderful Order Up project, which unfortunately never happened because of COVID. But we're still hoping to someday be able to put it on. Fingers crossed, we will. Emma and Liv and I will bring it back. Um, And I also was, uh, Jazz and I, we did a R&D workshop, didn't we? Yes, sort of it was February very, time. very cool. 2020, it was very cool. Um, it was with the Innovate Online, which Life Art Society are running again this year, but it was really cool. Just We had a few sessions to work on this idea that Jazz had come up with um, in a really chill environment. So yeah, I do a lot of stage managing and a bit of directing. I'm, I do some stuff with Three Bugs this year, directing a bit of stuff, but yeah. More, I'm more on the prod team side of shows and behind the scenes rather than on stage. Amazing. Cool. Okay, so as press and publicity officer, I post a lot on social media about events that are happening in Live Art Society. So I try and get it out to everyone so that they can see what's going on. So that includes Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, and YouTube sometimes. Um, I also kind of sometimes help make, what's it called, like um, graphics for certain events, things like that, which I'm not great at, but, you know, we learn, we move, um, which is really good fun, yeah. <laughs> they are pretty good. <laughs> I was about to say, you lie. do yourself so dirty. Man. Oh. Both queens of your respective oh my roles. Goodness. <laughs> um, in terms of shows... <laughs> I've only done one show at the Guild and it was with Live Art Society and I think that was November, December 2019 and that was Adrift which was pretty cool um, and that's the first show I was in at the Guild and now I'm just doing stuff with Three Bugs but it's more acting than prod team but it's still good fun mm. It's all good, well I'm glad you're glad you're enjoying your your drama <laughs> journey. <et cetera. laughs> so much fun. Well, amazing. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, so yeah, the title of this 
episode is we're all in this together. One of two oh, High School Musical references. Yeah, that we're you be might making over the course of this series of these titles. Uh, we love it. But yeah, so this episode is going to be mainly focused on how we can work together as a prod team, as actors, as as creatives to uh, realize a show and you know make the best of it. So, and do so with kindness, you know. And- yes good yes. good vibes yeah. definitely we want the best of vibes on all of the projects that we do so yeah i guess the first sort of topic the first thing is how do you start to you know create those relationships with other these strangers or these people that you may not have you know ever worked with before how do you sort of first approach creating a show i guess I think just being really confident and also being yourself at the same time is really important, I suppose. Mm. Also, from the get-go, if you just, like, throw yourself into it, then it's kind of nice. Yeah, to you, have to, you have to be willing to... Yeah. To, you have to be willing to make mistakes and just not take yourself too seriously, I think. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. Because, yeah. yeah, I think it's that stereotypical sort of actor where you know they're so serious and it needs to be perfect Mm. and Mm -hmm. all of that and you know it's it's something we touched on last episode but you know it's it's never going to be perfect and you need to you know accept that and just go with the flow which yeah i think is one of the most important things that you know any creative needs to understand or just you know in life you know don't stress just just go with the flow it's all gonna be okay (laughs) yeah you're gonna create something at the end of the day no matter you know what it is especially when you've got like a prod team together and you've got a show or you've you've been cast in something and it's a very early rehearsal like you deserve to be there so there's no and they're not gonna Mm. kick you out or whatever so there's no reason why you shouldn't like throw yourself in and try stuff and and make mistakes and stuff because you know you've earned your place there and you you've been chosen and you've picked to be in that position so you know they want you for you which is you know a really special thing i think you know being cast as something or being on a prod team is a unique experience in itself that way but i guess it can be quite scary to start off with because obviously you're trying to make a good impression on these people as friends as well as castmates but like you're going to make a better impression if you do good good stuff and sometimes good stuff will make you feel a bit silly and that's yeah. okay i think what yeah one piece of advice that i was given was if you are entering a rehearsal room or an audition room is to kind of leave everything at the door and just go in as yourself if that makes sense so if you've got mm. obviously mm. everyone's got yeah, stuff going on and everyone's got like things happening in their lives so if you just leave it at the door and you come in as your most authentic self then like there's nothing like there's nothing more that you can do because that's you and people will love you for who you are kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah definitely that's that's really good really good yeah. advice that's something yeah that's something that i've been told as well you know it's it's difficult to do especially if you've got you know things weighing down on your mind like deadlines and stuff but mm. learning that skill of just compartmentalizing think the psychological term is but um, (laughs) yeah and just you know being in the moment and 
actively you know being present for this rehearsal mm. because yeah. that's why you're there yeah. basically yeah and you have to, you have to remember that you you are in a room full of people who are who are like-minded in that you all love performing and you all love drama mm -hmm. and you're all there because yeah. we want to create something mm -hmm. creative and amazing together and you have that common thread no matter how different you may be you may be taking completely different degrees or maybe completely different people but you all have this common thread of wanting to create art together and that's something that guild drama does so well is it brings people from all walks of life together who have this similar passion yeah yeah definitely and drama as a whole i think is yeah definitely something that unites people you know everyone's working so hard to create this this thing whatever it is well if you've got any specific you know icebreaker exercises any any fan favorites that you feel like can really get a get a company you know working together and really sort of vibing with each other I was, I was going to say, as someone who's not very confident, especially with people I don't know, I always find icebreakers and silly drama games at the beginning of a rehearsal period yeah. very helpful because it makes me forget mm. that I don't know any of these people. Exactly, mm. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Also, maybe, like, you could use this in everyday life as well. I hear that asking people five questions about themselves is always really good because people love to kind of talk about themselves, mm. especially if it's drama. Talk about themselves. Especially yeah. if it's yes. drama. If you ask, oh, yeah. <laughs> if you say like, oh, hi, like start with a cute little compliment, like, oh, love your shoes. And then you go, oh, what shows have you been in? How, like, how did your audition go? Like, it's just, you get to know someone people a bit People will talk. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you get to know someone quickly and then they become a familiar face and then they become your friend and it kind of speeds everything up instead of having that awkward encounter and then finally becoming friends at the end of the production do you know what i mean so you're not wasting all that time mm. definitely yeah yeah definitely and sort of again going back to that thing where everyone has been chosen everyone is involved equally in this project and yeah you shouldn't feel like scared or not scared but like you shouldn't feel intimidated by other people because mm -hmm. you're all there for the same reason and you know you dear listener i keep, I keep directly addressing the listener in these things but you know <laughs> sound like a like a why. jane austen or like bronte character <laughs> dear dear listener, listener. <laughs> um but yeah you know you you're gonna do amazing stuff no matter yeah, exactly. what you're doing and fully putting yourself out there in a project is you know that's why you're there and that's you, you're gonna do great stuff also in projects you're like actively learning at the same time and you're surrounded by people who have different skills to you it's such a great opportunity to mm. try and learn from them as well so you if somebody is really good at oh, physical yeah. theater or somebody knows all like all these different lifts or has great diction or a great voice you can kind of ask for tips and advice and work together on how you can help each other and trade different skills Stuff up. yeah 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 definitely yeah it's great that it's that collaborative nature of everything that you do and working together and teaching each other new skills like there was a story when I did my 
um, a round of auditions at drama schools and stuff, they were saying that somebody needed to learn to play the violin for a show and in each rehearsal, like after each rehearsal, somebody who could play the violin like taught them for 30 minutes, an hour, and gradually they got better and better and better and they weren't, you know, amazing. They, were, they weren't like a world-class violinist, but at the end of the process, they could play this piece in the song. And it's that not being afraid to, you know, work together and ask for help if you yeah. need it. And also, like, asking for help just in general is such a good thing to do because, you know, it it it's so productive, right, towards yeah. an aim. You know, it helps you understand what's going on. But it also, I think at least if actors, if I'm like directing a show or if I'm involved in prod team um, and somebody, one of the actors is like, oh, can you just help me with this bit? It shows that they really care, right? Like you want to get better at something. You want to understand more what's going on. And I have so much time, you know, and I'm sure we all do, you know, have so much time to get people who (laughs) who ask for help because it's just it's it's so pure you know it shows someone who's really into Mm. the project and that's really exciting to see that they want to you know try and understand about it more yeah yeah definitely and it shows they value your opinion and there's absolutely no judgment for making a mistake at all or anything i think that's really you know key in especially in collaborative environments such as casts and crews and stuff you can just be like i don't get what's going on or I don't understand or can I have a bit of help this week because my assignments are coming up like that's perfectly valid to ask right you can't you don't have to just take everything on your shoulders and bear it just because you signed up for this thing like life changes so you can ask for help and ask for a bit of support when you need it and it's totally fine and nobody's going to be like oh they're slacking this week like no one's going (laughs) to say that it's fostering that environment where it's okay to make mistakes and yeah it's okay to just be a little bit stupid Mm. you know things won't be right the first time but that's okay because we're gonna learn from mm. everything that happens mm-hmm. and nobody's perfect Excuse nobody me. knows 100 percent what it is but if you're willing to you know put yourself in that situation where you might look a bit foolish it's the projects and whatever you're gonna do is gonna be all the better for it yeah it also like kind of breaks the ice at the same time if you you look if you make that mistake Mm. it also makes Mm. other people realize that it's okay to make that mistake um also nobody's nobody's really looking at each other and thinking oh that person's done this like oh how dare they because everyone's so focused on themselves yeah Uh in the moment so Mm. everyone is constantly thinking oh my god what what if I do this wrong so nobody's really looking at what you're doing so when you do make that mistake it's it's a learning curve for you and it helps other people see oh I'm allowed to make mistakes like it's okay it's quite cool to make mistakes I feel like if you're not making mistakes then you're not doing it right if that makes sense (laughs) yeah no perfect sense yeah I guess there also are going to be times where you're going to have somebody like a really strong character in a cast or in a prod team who you just don't vibe with for whatever reason and it's none of their fault but like sometimes I know I've had people in casts I've directed um, not at uni but like in external things um, who I just didn't vibe with like they were you know how do you go about sort of dealing with working with those types of people or people you just don't get on with 
Good question. Because, um... <laughs> like, we can't, we can't pretend that it's going to be, like, in the first rehearsal and it's like, oh, my God, these are my best friends in the entire world yeah. and I love everyone yeah. and we're going to start, like, a prayer circle or something. <laughs> like, there will be people who you'll come across who you're just like, mm, you really grind my gears. And you're just going to have, you have to work with them because everyone has been chosen to be in that room how i don't know do you guys have any experience of that or have you got any kind of cool tips that you found helped you i think you have to have a lot of patience and you have to kind of mm-hmm. take your time and remember that even if it is at the guild or if it's something professional you're in an environment where you're supposed to be working hard and collaboratively together so if there is somebody that you're not yeah. working hard with it sounds really blunt, but you've just got to get through it. Like you've you, you've got to get through it in such a nice yeah. way, though. You can't kind of be rude to that person, and you can't kind of exclude them from the production as a whole. You kind of have to include them all the time. I think mm-hmm. sometimes if it gets to a point where it's really bad or it's really serious or something's going on, you can always talk to your director, or you can always talk to that person head on and just kind of. I think communication is important as well, talking to them. It depends what the situation is as well, yeah, because if it's sure. something like you've gone to a rehearsal and someone's, you know, punched you in the face, you you have to communicate. But if, <laughs> like, that's not on. <laughs> like, that's just not on. Very full on. I don't know, if you're not... To clarify, they punched you in the face that's like not in script though. Because if you turn yeah. up to a fight call and someone punches you and you're like, oh, why did this? That happen? was a terrible example. I mean, like if, if if you no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't though. But like if they are kind of directly, you know, yeah, mean to you. If yeah, you have to communicate and you have to voice that that's it's disrespectful to be rude to your cast yeah. members yeah. and crew members because you're. This is another thing. Like I feel crew members get a lot of disrespect at times especially in professional industries and amateur industries like crew members always kind of not always but sometimes I feel get a bit forgotten not for, like forgotten about and sometimes disrespected because you can see them as crew members yeah. but you're all equals at the end of the day and I think communication is really important if somebody's doing something to you that you don't like you say that you don't like it yeah c- communication is so important so important and I mean at the guild you can of course go and talk to your prod team, the director, the producer, stage manager but also with all shows we have at the guild we have liaison and Mm -hmm. they may be more more in the background but they are there as committee members of the society to help the cast and the crew so if the prod team has an issue as well the liaisons are there to help you that is their only role is welfare to make sure that everyone is all right and it is absolutely okay to talk to them as much as you need they're there just if you need if you're having a bit of a bad day and you just need someone to talk to they're there for you or if you have a problem with someone in the cast or, or in the crew they are there as well to help talk to everyone and act as sort of a mediator between people and help solve problems so absolutely go to go to your liaisons and have a good relationship with your liaisons because they are there to help you yeah yeah definitely and it's it's that whole thing of if you have an issue don't let it build up because yeah even if it starts off small it will get bigger like nine times out of ten it won't work itself out unless you actually do something about it and 
the other person if there's an issue with another person they might not even realize you know things are an issue and Mm. they're just you know that is something they do or that is a thing that happens with them but if you can establish a dialogue and you can bring it up to them and or even go to your liaisons and have a sort of mediated discussion with them with the liaisons present that's the best and quickest way to actually you know get to the root of the issue because if it's a thing that you leave for weeks and weeks and weeks it is going to build on you and mm. you might have those things where you're just you just, you just really don't want to go to rehearsals because you don't want to be dealing with that but exactly. if you actually you know solve it and it, it will just be it will be best for you know everyone involved including yeah those people that aren't even involved in this little thing between you and another cast member um yeah yeah, it just makes a smoother uh production period i guess and i mean that kind of stuff is scary right because if you're in that position you'd be sort of calling someone out and that can feel really mean but Mm. sometimes i think i mean with life in general as well um your welfare you have to kind of put some of your welfare or at least your welfare first and if it's something that's really bugging you to the point where, you know, you're not feeling like you want to come to rehearsals or whatever, then that is, I mean, even before, you probably, you probably should catch it before that stage. But if you get to that point where you're like, well, I'm not enjoying this anymore, then you need to talk to someone about it. And it's perfectly okay to. That's why we have liaisons, you know, like they're there to do their job. Like that's their whole thing so Mm. it's not a bother or an issue if you need to raise something that's making you unhappy because life's too short for you to sit with something or to do a show and be like yeah it was all right but i didn't get on with this one person and it caused a real issue like if you're it'll take out of your performance as well and like what you're putting into the production and it'll just be overall bad vibes which is not good but you know you just gotta get a little bit of courage to speak up about this thing because it can be really scary it can be really really scary yeah definitely but i think the thing is as well with situations like that people you think they're gonna overreact or have a bigger reaction than actually will happen i feel Mm. like most people especially a lot of creatives who are quite you know interpersonal they will they'll they'll take that on board and they'll be like oh yeah that's 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 okay and it's that whole question of, you know, this might have happened in the past, but how can we solve it down the line? How can we solve it in the future? Shall we flip it on its head and go for the question of, like, what were examples from, like, the best production teams you've worked on? How did those teams, you know, work together? And how, what sort of examples can you, you know, put forward for future production teams that might be thinking about you know creating work down the line i mean the only thing that comes to my head is just organization i mean i think i i suppose that's a technical thing more than kind of like a social but i think organization just um making sure you've got everything scheduled and everything written down i don't know i'm one of those people that has to have everything in a google doc file or on my google drive Mm, like everything has to be organized so some sort of schedule to things i suppose um i mean uh people who know what allocation is like for drama and theater arts course um if you have 
I mean, in my own experience, when you do stage management, you have two stage managers, like um, deputy stage managers, deputy head stage, whatever it's called. I still, I've been away from stage management for so long, I don't even know what everything's called anymore. <laughs> like, um, you have two kind of stage managers below Linda, and you kind of have to share the work between you equally, but still produce the same amount of work. So I think if you get things like that organised and distribute work equally amongst each other and make sure somebody isn't doing too much and somebody's doing too little, Mm. because sometimes in production teams you can feel like you're not doing enough and then there are people who feel like they're doing too much. So I suppose organisation comes into that because you can... I don't know, seeing it, for me, seeing it physically on a Google Doc of what I need to do, I'm just like, okay, that's it, that's what I need to do, that's okay, I'll get that done. Got it, yeah. I think some of the best prod teams that I've been on and I've seen are prod teams that work well creatively, that they feed off mm. each other creatively and also practically, and that's, right. that's not just the director and the people who are in charge like the creative vision that's also the producers and the stage managers and the assistant producers and assistant stage managers it's all these people who are in the rehearsal room or maybe not in the rehearsal room but they all have a part in creating the performance it can these people work together creatively and feed off each other's creativity and excite each other with their ideas and bring new ideas to the table while also having someone who can keep everyone grounded because a lot of the time some directors have the tendency to have these enormous giant visions that aren't sometimes possible mm. and it's important that I can, <laughs> <laughs> it's important yeah. that, there's, that there's someone who can help who understands the director's vision but can help ground them in reality and sort of say so I see this is what you want this is what might actually be possible but let's do some experimentation and see what happens and they sort of feed off each other and help each other bring out the best in each other and that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a group of that the prod team is a group of best friends who've known each other for years Mm. and Mm -hmm. know each other so well that, that they think the same it can absolutely be a group of people who don't know each other that well but you work really well together creatively or you have something like a common interest that will help forge this connection between you that will help you create something new and I mean a lot of the proteins that I was on at the beginning because when you join uni at the start you're a fresher and you know no one everyone is a stranger Mm -hmm. to you but somehow you have to get into guild drama right (laughs) as a as this brand new fresher and you don't know anyone, so you don't have that connection with connection with anyone. But it's about learning and observing how other people work and what you can bring to the process. What can you offer that's unique that will help everyone else in creating what you're trying to create? Facilitating. Facilitating is a good word. Yeah. yeah. How how can you help how, how can you help facilitate everyone else's vision? Yeah. yeah, and how can they help facilitate your work as well? 
I remember you did a lot of that for me on Order Up when we were in rehearsals because I was like, yeah. oh, we should bring a kettle in. Oh, we should do this with this food. And you were like, Emma, And I went, no. No. <laughs> health, and, health and safety will have us. Like, food standards will have us. This is the law about this piece of music. And, like, that's super... Like, even just, like, rehearsal reports, especially from a stage management perspective, because mm. my style is I write nothing down. And then I sit at home afterwards and I'm like, hmm, I don't actually know what went on in that <laughs> rehearsal, but we made some sort of progress. And so, yeah, you know, like you facilitating all the rehearsal reports and everything was super useful for me because like, you know, I would just be like, well, we did something and I'd have it there, you know? And it's that organisation going mm-hmm. back to, I guess, what Amy said, you know, it, if everyone knows what they're doing, and you know you have a clear sort of direction that you're going in even if i mean if you're part of the devising project you know it's the direct that direction might not be very clear but as long as you have sort of a general plan path um going into rehearsals it makes people less stressed and actually makes them more sort of excited to get things done that can take a while to do and might not be something that is always you know at the top of everyone's priority list um but if you know if everyone knows what they're doing and everyone feels like they have a purpose in that rehearsal room then i think that's the best way to you know be as a as a creative yeah Yeah, i agree thank you guys i'm validated right now no, Jess, we don't agree. I don't agree with anything. <laughs> absolutely wrong. <laughs> I also think something that's important in an effective production team is not just the creativity and the organisation behind them, but also the welfare aspect behind a good production right. team is making sure that that they're taking care of the cast's welfare, but also their own welfare. Oh, yeah. If If welfare underpins everything that the production team does, I think that's one of the key markers of an of a, of a good mm. production team because at the end of the day, if you're not taking care of anyone's welfare, you're not creating the best art that you can. Because if if people don't mm. feel comfortable and if they're not feeling well, they're not going to put the role into the rehearsals or into yeah. any of any of the work that that they do. So I think taking care of the cast and the production crew is probably the first thing that the production team should always think about, making sure everyone is doing okay and if you're not in the right headspace or you don't feel confident then you're obviously not going to create you know the best work that you can and you're going to feel very limited creating a safe and comfortable rehearsal space as well Mm. as part of that i think is important somewhere where people can leave everything at the door come in and be and not be judged inside the rehearsal room yeah that, that that they feel safe enough that they can do anything yeah i think it's definitely becoming a little more difficult now to leave things at the rehearsal door when you've got like productions happening on zoom because you're kind of mixing yeah. your you're yeah in you're space. in the same space and you're kind of mixing your relaxation and workspace together and it can be quite difficult but i think mm-hmm. there are ways around it i think it's going to take time for things to kind of get to that point where things where you can separate them again in your own kind of mind 
But even doing yeah. even doing warm-ups at the beginning of rehearsals really help. Even if you are, like, in the, like, the whole production team, it can help as well, just kind of having a moment to kind of remove your headspace from the physical environment you're in and place it back into it, but looking at it through a different lens, if that kind of, if you see what I mean. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like reframing the space yeah. that you're in. Yeah. I mean, that was something that Abby um, led in your core rehearsals. This year, Jazz, I've actually struggled with that quite a bit because Jazz and I are currently working on a show that we are devising and performing in our house instead. Wow. And so all of our rehearsals, all, yeah. all of our rehearsals happen in our living room, um, which is our only communal space in the house. And it's sort of not big enough, but it's the only big enough space we have. Mm where we can fit yeah, we make it work three or four mm-hmm. of us in the room and I found it really difficult at the start having to separate this is the living room where we all sit together in the evening and eat dinner together and relax together but also we're now using it as a performance space where we have to sit down and work and think creatively and actually get stuff done um, and I think one of the key things that helped was running warm-ups and then debriefings at the end of rehearsals because that fra- helped frame the rehearsal into a solid thing that happened that we were then able to set aside yeah. because it was framed by this discussion at the beginning and the start and I know I mean one of the things we did was we always did a bit of dancing at the start <laughs> to help warm us up and, and get us out of like oh this is our living room into oh no this is a rehearsal space and then, then at the end we do like a cool down and a debrief and be like well this is the end of rehearsal and now this space is now the living room again that sounds awesome i mean it sounds it sounds cheesy i guess but it actually does work like yeah having that mental shift from this is a performance space to this is now a living space yeah and 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 anytime anytime we had an idea about the show when it wasn't rehearsal time instead of talking about it instead of verbally saying anything about it we had to write it down in a post-it note and stick it on the wall oh, and really leave good. it until until the rehearsal because otherwise it was the feeling that oh this project is now taking over our lives and is now becoming part of everything yeah. in this house and that mm. was not good for my mental health so yeah. leaving everything for rehearsal time yeah by sticking them on the wall and just ignoring them until our next rehearsal mm. i totally agree yeah, even like in-person rehearsals, I mean, when you have even like a hour's break in between, that's such an important time to kind of take yourself away from the rehearsal and not talk about the rehearsal. Mm. I mean, I know people yeah. have the tendency to kind of be like, oh, so what are we doing next kind of thing, which is great. But also I think it's good to have that time away from it to take your head into, mm-hmm. oh, okay, this is what I'm going to, I'm just taking myself away from it, this is what I'm going to talk about now, and then hopping straight yeah. back into it. So you have that time away from it as well in between. I remember on Sandbox, which was the first term show from last year that I was part of the cast of, we had a dinner break around seven o'clock every evening we were rehearsing and we'd all traipse down to spa r.i.p spa <laughs> and we'd all yeah i know we'd all pick up like dinner and then we'd all sit on the beanbags in the yeah. guild and we all sat together as a cast right so you know you could there sounded a little bit like oh we made some really great progress today um sam was our director and he said oh, we made some great progress today and then we just talk about like the most random stuff <laughs> 
and that was a really good like as you said it was it was really good to kind of take us out of yeah. that rehearsal mode but also it doubled as like cast bonding because yeah. we'd all do that together we'd all mm. kind of eat together um and kind of part like instead of sitting in like opposite corners of the rehearsal room and just like not <laughs> discussing anything you know it was a really good time to to get to know these people as people instead of just like castmates that you have to get on with and i think that made the show stronger um and i think i you know i think i don't i, I don't think that's unique to sam i think a lot of people in um you know guild shows really value that as a thing you know as well because we're all in the same peer group right it's like and we're going to see each other around uni and a lot of guild drama people do very similar courses like obviously not everyone but a lot of us are kind of drama theater arts or drama and english students and mm. i mean it you know you want to widen out to the courses so like if you're listening on you're on a different course then welcome you're very much welcome and you don't yes. you know don't feel intimidated or you know like <laughs> um stuff like that by the the sheer amount of drama in english students but um it is just a fact that you'd see like the majority of us are on the same course so we see each other around the same campus and do similar modules right so it it's a, it was a great bonding experience to just get to know people as people and get to know people you know from different courses from different years because i feel at uni especially it's such a like year groups don't really matter a lot at uni i found mm. but they are kind of very streamlined as to who you see and so doing kind of having that break having that mental break in the middle of a rehearsal kind of makes friends for friends rather than castmates because i think there's a like a very slight distinction between the two yeah that was long that was a long that ramble was good, <laughs> very good <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah well um i you've got you've got good socials slash bad socials down here i mean probably one of the w w probably one of the best socials is the traditional guild drama dilshad yes oh my god yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah because you are combining food with what's the word hang on camaraderie socializing there we go <laughs> Yes, that's the one. You, 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 you're combining food and socialising, and that tends to help people come out of their shells a bit, I think. If you've got yeah. something to focus... Mm -hmm. I mean, like, for me, I'm very bad at talking with people that I don't know. I'm very shy, mm -hmm. very introverted. Mm -hmm. not, I'm not good at it. But if there's something that I can focus on that isn't just, oh, I have this person that I don't know sitting next to me, and I'm supposed to, to be socialising with these people mm -hmm. that I don't know, but I have the food in front of me as well. So that helps me lose a bit of my anxiety over having to talk with these people that I don't know by focusing on the food. And also it gives you something to talk about, the food. Yeah. Yeah. So as someone who's a bit socially anxious, Dilshad is always great at the start. And also you get a fantastic curry. It's like, mm. Oof. Yeah. yeah. Like, yes, please. <laughs> The Dilshad chip, just to just to clarify for listeners who may not have been on, it's usually after. It's like I think it's after the first rehearsal. Yeah, yeah traditionally, uh, or the, or the although, yeah. traditionally, all of my Dilshad trips haven't been after the first rehearsal. <laughs> so, you know, it's fine. Just um, it, blame the producer. Totally. Yeah, it's where a cast and me. prod team will go to. Wait, you were the producer on the trips that <laughs> yeah. didn't happen after. Yeah, Jazz. it was. That's your own fault. It was circumstances. <laughs> But wasn't. 
Anyway, no, go on with what you were saying. <laughs> um, yeah, no, just uh, as a quick sort of explanation for people who may not be familiar. Um, so it's the cast and full production team, if possible, go to the local Indian restaurant in Sally Oak called Dilshad's. Um, and basically you just all go there immediately after the first rehearsal. Um, so after, you know, introductions and the plan has been made and all that kind of stuff and you just go and you have a curry and that's, that's, I mean, that's basically it, um, for it, but it's fabled. So a lot of the time, like at the beginning of the semester, I remember the first couple of Dilshad trips that I went on, like there were three other show casts in the restaurant at the same time (laughs) because three other people have had their like first rehearsal. And so there are about like, what, 20, 30 of us from Guild Drama just taking up half the restaurant literally i swear it's like guild drama keeps that place it's alive. tradition yeah basically it's, it's wonderful we we love them there and hopefully the traditions shall resume next year yeah fingers crossed but uh, fingers crossed we shall yeah. see yeah um i mean i don't think anything can top a dilshad social um nothing can top a dilshad no social, like, definitely not yeah. but i think I think it's the more creative socials and Mm, mm -hmm. the ones where I know for uh, the Believe Showcase over the summer, we um, did a selection of quizzes that were created by teams and it was um, all like custom questions and things and one, our group did um, uh, Who are these childhood crushes? And we had like three childhood crushes from each person, and it was like, who was it? And it was like the biggest bisexual energy in that room. It was, <laughs> um, it was, it was fantastic. But um, and it's stuff like that where it's like completely not about the show or not even related to the show. It's just like little things yeah. you learn about people, which I think make for you know incredible socials because you know. Every, everyone they're, they're not just your acting mates or your you know stage manager they're people and they've got lives and personalities and things as well that um is so great and that's one of the best things about you know meeting new people learning about mm-hmm. them and everything that they are yeah i i agree with you as well that the socials that are very creative and sort of take you out of the roles of being a cast and part team are yeah. some of the best ones i know emma we did a social for order up last year um yeah and we play we play D as a as a cast and project oh, so jealous because yeah we, we discovered that everyone likes D. yeah like, it was a character what? building exercise and i tried to subtly <laughs> slip in that because they were it was a devised piece so they had to come up with their own characters and they were struggling a little bit so i subtly started asking them all the questions on how to build a character sheet and they called me out for it and then yeah. that meant that we had to play because everyone was like, oh, yeah, well, we do this, too. Um, that was chaotic, yeah, yeah. though, I have to say. It was like 10 of us. I, w- I wish I could have been there, not going to lie. We might <laughs> subtly throw that into into a future. Um, I don't know whether you do, though, because it, it basically, like, two of the two of the cast members started ganging up on like a couple of the NPCs that I was playing oh, and they no. just wanted to commit war crimes and I was like guys <laughs> no but I mean that's yeah, but... such, that's standard D&D to be honest yeah yeah, but it was really fun and I think it, re- it really helped us bond as people mm. 
as for well. Sure, yeah. Not just, oh, you are the cast, we are the pro team, we're here to create a show. Rather, we're all people that like similar things. Yeah. Yay. There was, there was like a common reference point then as well. Yeah. Because there were so D&D. many jokes that were made. No, no, exactly. There were so many jokes. And I mean, I'm sure with the like the crushes and quizzes and, and things like yeah. that, there are like in jokes that you make. And then that makes you feel part of a tribe. And that's really useful mm. for getting everybody kind of on the same page and getting them together. And it can just be really fun, you know, just hanging out with new people, making new friends. Yeah. yeah. It's just getting people out of their comfort zone and mm, mm-hmm. in some way and yeah, having that common common ground to chat about, which is great. Yeah. Um, there's something that I've been planning for a social down the line, um, which is Ooh. an escape room. <gasps> it's like Oh, oh yeah. Yes. We're, we're like, oh god, because there's the online escape rooms which you could right, do yeah. for a show. Um but an actual in-person That'd escape be room would be so sick, so sick. Yes. It's like the group, and I'm just like, I would like to put a show just so I can do an escape room with people. That or like if you split like cast and prod team into two, mm. like mix everybody up, split them into two, and they create escape rooms for the Ooh, other group. Oh yeah. So you do like oh, each other's puzzles. Sick. That's yeah. really cool. Honestly. You, you can justify it you know it's it's team building it's puzzle solving yeah it's exactly logic it's all of that <laughs> but at the same time that's so much fun like mm-hmm. i know we did um one with xr um we did yeah. like an online one um but that was really good and it i mean we already knew each other in our team um yeah we did but at the same time it i think it brought us closer together as as buddies mm. as as pals yeah. so it's it's always a good time like anyway so yeah highly recommended it's got the mm. the jazz collins steel of steel seal of approval i'm not, I'm not stealing anyone's approval here um, <laughs> <laughs> sick right um i guess are there any sort of closing thoughts or closing anything statements. else people want to bring up <laughs> before we wrap this thing to a close we're all in this together. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because <laughs> we know that we're stars. Oh. And we oh. see that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the dance as we speak. Oh, I'm so actually... glad this is like a, an audio. Because <laughs> it's just like. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Insert oh, like a video of like, Emma doing the dance on the YouTube <laughs> in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will I get us to 10 million views and the unreleased Literally. like dance of me at my oh. desk will be released. Live Art Society goes viral because of that one video. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we wish, we wish. <laughs> oh my goodness. <gasps> oh. Love it. Well, yeah. Um, thanks for thanks for listening. Thanks for oh, joining I'm gonna try us. and yeah. Do you want to do your outro? Because you you do it. So my much outro. Better. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. have <laughs> have a safe morning, afternoon, or evening whenever you're listening to this. Stay happy and stay well, and we will see you on the next episode of Airtime Colon the Live Art Podcast. <laughs> oh my god, that was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks Woo-hoo. for watching. Bye. Bye. See you later. <laughs>
We're all in this together. I don't know all the words, but we're stars. Make our dreams come true. Yeah. I'm doing jazz hands now, but you can't see it.